Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill folk, and welcome back to the number one show in my living room, Appalachian Intelligence. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you, guys, for joining us again for another week, for another episode. Um. With you, as always, your hosts, Justin and Ryan and Lance. Uh, before we get started with a little business today, you know, we like to to show love when we get love. So we're going to read out a couple of our latest five-star reviews. Um, the first one is from KSP Raker or KS Praker. I'm not really sure that's how to pronounce it, but I know who it is because it says, Rick's sister here. Hey, I'm Richard Meadows' sister, and I'm not sure why he didn't talk to me before coming on here. I own a large farm in Wythe County, and we've seen several things at night over our farm. My husband always dismisses it, but I'm glad to find out I'm not alone. I'm glad Rick introduced me to this podcast. So, Rick's sister, we thank you very much, and we thank you for uh, allowing your awesome brother Dick to come on here and share all of his cool stories. Oh, tricky Dick. Tricky oh. good stories for us. He still grows the finest. <laughs> this next one is from East Kentucky Tank Puller. It says, keep up the great work. I grew up in Eastern Kentucky, still live here, and I love hearing these different things about places where I grew up and currently live. I'm about 45 minutes from the Cumberland Gap. I travel through the Cumberland Gap Tunnel almost daily, and the episode about the Swift Silver Mine definitely piqued my interest. You guys keep up the good work. I look forward to hearing each and every podcast. You guys rock. Well, East Kentucky Tank Puller. You mind your business. <laughs> we have treated you. Thank you very much for the review. Thank both of you for the love. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And East Kentucky Tank Puller, we have a huge surprise and treat for you today because with us, we have the man, Lance's source in this matter of the Swift Silver Mine. We have the keeper of all the knowledge here. 
J.W. Salyers. J.W., how are you, brother? I'm well. How about you guys? Doing well. We're good. Good, good. Good, man. We're excited. We are excited for this. So, J.W., we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I was telling you the the buzz that the information that you were giving Lance and, and the bomb that he dropped on us right in the middle of an episode that was supposed to be about CERN and the Georgia Guidestones and, and alternate timelines, you know, just weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he just starts dropping all this, this big gigantic bombshell about this Swift silver mine and how he was talking to you and, and was telling us some of the stories. Now he did briefly paraphrase some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, I would much rather hear it from you than I would Lance. So if you would like, just dive into some of this stuff, man. How did you get this information um, that you've received on the Swift Silver Mine? What information do you have? What can you do to, what, what can you do to help us find this stuff? That's a, that's a good question. We'll, we'll dive into it. Um, it. This has been probably... Uh, let me think right quick. What are we in 2022? We're probably 14 years ago ish, give or take a year. And uh, I had my first encounter with a guy I'll tell you about here in just a moment. But we'll we'll fast forward to about, I don't know, what, three, maybe four weeks ago. Uh, we were we were at work uh, before students came in. And uh, as I normally do, I walk up and down the hallway just looking for someone to talk to, really. And uh, Lance's door is open, as always. And I walk in and uh, I don't know, just shooting the bull, catching up from over the summer. It was early in the school year. And and uh, all of a sudden, he, start, he introduced me to your podcast. And I, was, I had no idea that uh, you guys were doing a podcast. And uh, I'm a, I like a good conspiracy theory, too. I, I like some things that are unexplained. I, I like to uh, dabble in that stuff a bit. Uh, not to the extreme of you guys, but uh, I, I do enjoy it. And, uh, you know, he starts talking about some things and then brings up the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, some caving and just whatnot. And and uh, uh, anyway, just stuff that really piqued my interest. And, and I don't know how, I don't know how Lance and I got on this topic, but the Swift Silver Mine, I was like, oh, oh, really? Ah, cool. So I, I listened to, you know, some of the stuff that he was telling me and, I was like, well, hold on here. I've got, I've got some information you might be interested in. Again, now let's go back to about 14 years ago, about 08, maybe 09-ish. Uh, my dad and mother are uh, in Florida. I uh, honestly don't know what they're doing there at this time, but uh, they're, they're gone for a couple weeks. And um, he's looking to buy it. My dad is always looking to buy some land or whatever. He's just kind of like me, just generally interested in other places and so uh, he gets back home here to you know where we live, and and he's telling me I thought I had some property down around I think it was St. Augustine if I'm not mistaken, but it fell through and um, you know kind of left it at that. About a week later, he gets a phone call from the guy who was supposed to sell him the land, and and um, and and again that that their deal or whatnot fell through. Uh, I think the guy sold it to another person and kind of out from under my dad after they had agreed. And anyway, long story short here, um, get a phone call about a week later and, uh, he's talking to my dad about how he more or less felt bad about, uh, how the deal went down the dealing. He wasn't able to sell it to my dad and, 
And uh, my dad is like me, likes to talk. And um, they they got on. Uh, this guy told him, was like, look, I feel really bad about. Now, again, this is my interpretation, just my recollection of it all. Felt bad that the land deal didn't go through. So I'll tell you what, I'm, I've been, uh, this guy that I'm talking about, his name is Don Anderson. And um, lives lived down in uh, Palm Beach County. Uh, near Jupiter, West Palm, if you're familiar with that part of Florida. And I uh, said, look, I, I'm, I've been dabbling in treasure hunting my whole life. And uh, I know you're from Southwest Virginia. You live in that area. And have you ever heard of the Swift Silver Mine? And my dad was like, yeah, maybe when I was a little boy type of thing. And now, again, I'm paraphrasing my dad at this point. Uh, maybe when I was a little boy. I heard about it and whatnot and haven't thought about it in you know 30 years or whatnot. So my dad and I and my brother, uh, we we kind of back in the not real infancy of the internet, but we're at that time we're on dial-up connections. We're looking up Swift Silver Mine and and wow, you know, this this stuff is local legend here in eastern Kentucky and southwest Virginia. And we're like, dang. So back to Don. Don is at this point telling my dad. You know, I've laid eyes on it. I, I, I know where it is. Uh, uh, you know, at this point, we don't really question him. We're kind of like, eh, okay, cool, cool. So he's telling us, you know, here's where it is. And I'm going to need you guys to, because you're young. I'm 40, I'm 46 right now. So, you know, I was in my mid thirties at this point, still capable of, or more eager, I guess, to get out and climb and uh, explore and, so uh, fast forward a little bit, my brother and my dad and myself, we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll get out there and look for it, Don. Uh, just can you, can you give us some, can you give us some more uh, descriptive uh, or a better description of where this thing is? So through the mail, of course, we don't email at this time. Don at this point was in his mid upper seventies. So he's not an emailer, so he has to mail things through the mail. Uh, a few days later, we get a, a hand-drawn map, more or less, of of um, of where he uh, says the Swift Silver Mine is. So we we take that and we kind of we kind of uh, compare it to some local mapping. And anyway, we we think we have a good idea where this thing is. So my brother and I, not knowing what the heck we're doing or where we're going. We drive to this location and we get out and, you know, the day passes and we're just climbing through the mountains. And um, long story short, we obviously didn't find it, but uh, but stuff starts looking real familiar with what Don had described. Stuff that I had no idea even existed. Uh, we uh, we we find some of these markers, I think is what Don would call them or treasure hunters would call them and and just things that he described to us that we saw with our own eyes, like, wow, well, son of a gun. Now we start thinking, all right, Don, again, we're, phone, we're, we're talking by phone, right. With, with Don at this point. And we're thinking, how's a guy that is living in South Florida, uh, know anything about this area. And, um, so, you know, we talked to Don again, like, all right, Don. So why, uh, if, if, you know, you, you live in Florida. When was the last time you were in Southwest Virginia? And he's like, ah, he's back in the early 80s. And I'm like, good God. Okay, it's just a long time ago. So uh, a lot of things have changed, you know, uh, in that time. But 
anyway, from Florida over the phone, you know, pre-internet, I guess you would call it, uh, he's able to describe some of the features of this area. So obviously, I know he's telling the truth about being here and being here in the early 80s and and things like that. So, you know, I'm on my initial contact with this guy. Everything's kind of checking out. Um, you know, getting back to the Internet, I, even in those times, you're still able to Google people. So I, I Google this Don Anderson guy and, and man, it starts popping up stuff that he had told me, which we had found some some part of one of Columbus's ship. You know, he 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 uh, he, he was part of an excavation team or ex- exploration team uh, with that. Uh, he had uh, he had successfully lobbied Palm Beach County to let him dig for part of uh, Blackbeard's treasure that was on the, the treasure coast of, of Florida. You know, that checked out. There's an article on the Internet about that. Um, I mean, I can go on and on with just stuff internally that I'm thinking, is this guy really a quack or does he know something or whatnot? And everything that I checked on this guy for checked out. Okay. Now that's really just my initial dealings with Don, just, uh, just getting to know him a little bit. So we'll fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, I'll come back to the Swift silver mine. There's, there's other things that he, he had me check out for him from Florida. You know, I'm living well north of him. He's he's sending me to these places. He's calling me on the phone, having me mentally draw these maps and whatnot. And I'm doing it because I don't know any different. So uh, he sends me some information or tells me on the phone that uh, there there's there's a civil war story that I want to tell you, and this is Don talking to me. There's a civil war story I want to tell you about. It's about uh, uh, the, the, he called it the Northern versus Southerners. The Northern army had, uh, was after some stolen gold that the Southerners had taken. And the Southerners uh, were, were kind of trapped in Northern Kentucky and uh, wanted to uh, obviously keep the gold, but keep it away from the Northerners. And, uh, they they found they found this uh, more or less what we would call an outhouse these days, but in 1860, I'm not sure what. Just a hole in the ground that you know place to go to the bathroom, and they threw it in there. They threw it in there, and um, so Don t- tells me that story. And he's like, "Look, I want you to go find that." I'm like, "Okay, Don. I okay. Well, well right. next time I'm in Northern Kentucky, I'll do it." And he's like, "No, I really want you to go find it." I was like, "All right." So he sends me to, I forget the name of the county in Kentucky, but it's up near Cincinnati. And um, my brother and I, we we drive up there because we're about four hours from from that location. And anyway, we, we go to the county courthouse. We find these land deeds and and uh, maps of how it's the, just the map of the area. And uh, I send it back to Don. I send it back to Don. This is kind of a two two-part trip here i send that those maps back to don i guess he couldn't get them from florida i don't know but i sent those back and he was he was uh big on dowsing taking taking rods or whatever and being able to locate metal from a picture now how that happens i have no idea but uh he claimed he could do it i'm skeptical at this point 
So he douses this map that I've get, I've sent him, sends it back with a big X on it. X marks the spot, right? So, um, uh, so we go back to that location in near Cincinnati, and uh, we we go up to this house and knock on the door. I've got a metal detector at this point. Uh, and I guess 14 years ago, you may not think a lot about it. Someone coming up on your your porch, knocking on the door, but there was nobody home. And I, I knew we would be trespassing, but it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody was home. You know, we waited 10, 15 minutes in the driveway. Nobody came to the door. So we kind of just helped ourselves, I guess, on this person's property. And um, we go there and it's, it's kind of just a big pile, like a big, like a dirt pile that, you know, I, I got a hit on the, the metal detector. And so at that point, we, we knew something was down there, but I'm not going to go digging on someone else's land. You just obviously don't do that. Um, I forget the details on how I learned this, but it come to find out about it, it's an Indian burial ground that, that was documented on uh, through the court's house or something it was documented indian burial ground so somehow the guy knew that he 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 was connecting the civil war story i started a moment ago with this i don't know how they intertwine but there's a bunch of gold or some form of precious metal uh there on that indian burial ground so that's one story with don that checks out and and i you know at this point i'm really a, a believer of of dawn so you know that's again just one um now i I need to tell you that dawn passed away shortly probably two years after i initially met him he had pancreatic cancer and died Uh, i had went probably three months without hearing from dawn he would call once every 10 to 14 days almost on on schedule and Again, he he spoke. He would bounce from topic to topic to topic to topic, and then back to another topic. And here I am writing all this down. So it was hard to follow him. His brain worked really quickly, and uh, it was hard to follow him. But uh, piecing everything together, you know, I told you a moment ago he was in on a Palm Beach County excavation of Blackbeard's uh, treasure or part of the treasure, and before one of the last times I talked to him, um, he had invited me to come down because I used to live in, in West Palm Beach many years ago playing baseball. So I was very familiar with the, with the area and he invited me to come down. And uh, I had, again, I hadn't heard from him for like three week, three months. So I call him. This was like January. And uh, his I think it was his wife or someone had told me he'd passed away. So I lost that that trail of uh, down in Palm Beach County, but he was telling me stuff about, you know, treasure hunters in this instance, you have to be aware of turtles on the beach and stuff like that. There's so much bureaucracy you have to go through to get permission from the higher ups and their higher ups, you know, just to dig and stuff. So uh, with a lot of this, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Now back to the Swift silver mine, uh, giving you, insight there on Don Anderson back to the Swift Silver Mine. Uh, you know, well before he died, the, the two years that I was talking with him, I would get hand-drawn maps and um, 
he would talk again. He would talk quickly, but he would tell me like the history attached to this thing and, um, you know, stuff that I hadn't paid, even though I'd lived here forever, hadn't paid close attention to. Like, like there was a choo-choo rock that uh, somehow it was, I don't know if it was sacred, but Indians really used this specific rock to, to I, I don't know a lot of history uh, connecting the dots here. I don't know a lot of the historical facts, but it was, it was sacred to the Indians. And, and sure enough, I've, and I've shown Lance a picture of, of a rock. It looks identical to a, a choo-choo train. Now I know they didn't have trains in the, you know, the Indian days, but this must be a, uh, a white person named for this rock, but this specific rock uh, over the years became known as choo-choo rock. And, and sure enough, I've, I've got a photograph of it. I've, I've witnessed it. I've seen it with my own eyes. It does exist. From that rock, you know, again, Don had drawn me out maps uh, from this rock. You know, there's there's this big cliff system that goes around uh, uh, a local mountain. And I have followed that cliff system. And it is treacherous, treacherous climbing, dangerous climbing. But uh, it is there. You know, everything Don had told me and drawn for me uh, is there. Again, a guy who hasn't been in this area since the early 1980s, some almost 20 years earlier than when I was talking to him. Um, everything just checks out. Everything checks out. And uh, I mean, I can go on and on with with stuff about Don Um but everything just checks out with him. Now, where does that leave us today? I still have not found the Swift Silver Mine. That said, I've not been up um, searching in about 10 years. Um, I'm not saying I'd given up hope, but uh, it's not easy. Okay, it's not easy. It's not just, you know, X marks a spot on the map. You walk right to it. That's not how it works, as everybody knows. So, again, I'm not giving up on it. But I have kind of pushed it to the side and then coming full circle here, when I talked to Lance that day a month ago, I was like, ah, okay, all right. There's others out there that I know knows a lot about it and probably knows more historical facts about it than I do. And so here I am. Here I am. That kind of ties us all in right there. And hey, W, tell these boys the story because um, they have, I guess, some stories they've heard as well about people have seen these swift silver mine coins um, and have other people have found those coins in the area as well. Uh, yeah. Tell them what Don told you about those coins. All right. This location that Don tried his best before he died to lay out to me allegedly was, and he called it the mother load, the actual mine itself. Okay. What would he say to uh, when you talk about the mother load? Uh, billions. And he stuttered with the B, billions, not millions, but billions of dollars of silver. And at this time, silver was something like $6 an ounce. I mean, you can do the mathematics on that. Um, anyway, this, uh, the mine itself uh, was, you know, they would extract the silver out of it, uh, melt that down into coins or, you know, stuff to trade with, something of value to trade with. And that is what we're finding all over this area. People who have found coins, silver coins, you know, that is from that mine. And uh, you know, that's Don's words from many years ago. And they and, had a smelting pot, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, 
uh, and thanks for bringing that up. I'd left that part out. The mine sits, you know, in the middle of a mountain, right? And Don kept describing to me, again, he was in this area in the early 1980s. Don kept describing to me a staircase, a long rock staircase. And I had a picture of it. Um, I'm 50-50 on it, whether it was hand-drawn or an actual Polaroid photo of the old staircase. Just looked like a, you know, a long uh, rock, natural, not stacked by man, but natural staircase that went up into the mountain. And according to Don, that staircase, you follow it straight up the mountain and there's the mine. But here's the issue with that staircase. It no longer exists. At least I have not seen it. It no longer exists. Um, there has been some local roads built and uh, just road. I think, in my opinion, what's happened is at the bottom of this mountain, there's there's been a road built and it has, due to construction, wiped out that staircase. To the average man, probably would never notice it as a staircase, but that's uh that's my interpretation of that so yeah well, a, lot, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff a lot of unanswered stuff jw get well, into a little bit of um i can't think of the name but the chi indian chief chief benji chief benji is um again i am not I'm actually a history major, believe it or not. <laughs> as far as local history, I don't know a whole lot about it. But uh, Chief Benji, an Indian chief in this area, um, was known to was known to uh, attack white settlers and take possessions. And so during these times, everybody is trying to one watch out for Chief Benji and and his people, but hide their stuff from Chief Benji. And yeah. You know, this is Don telling me this stuff. Well, I'm like, okay. So I, that I remember Chief Benji. Well, I'm 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 working at another school years ago, and uh, and then during the school day, part of my job is going out on the road and checking on kids at work. But so I'm I'm driving one day and I, I see this road sign, and uh, and it, it talks about Chief Benji. Chief Benji. It's 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 a documented. A historical marker uh, in our area and here i'm reading about chief benji and i'm like oh my god don was right don was right i mean he basically illustrates or uh talks about everything don had told me on this one road sign about you know white settlers having to watch out for chief benji and and chief benji is a big historical figure in this area and you know just another connecting other dots to to what don had told me years ago that i'd kind of uh, forgot about or whatever and then bam there it is you know it's just again a lot of a lot of stuff that uh what this guy was telling me years ago is right there in front of us so, just to add a little bit to the don anderson mystique jw didn't he mentioned as well other just locations eastern seaboard area the other potential civil war gold something didn't you weren't you saying something to that effect uh I, I'm not exactly sure what specifically you're talking about, but he, he has been up and down the East Coast, you know, uh, um, 
he's just been up and down the throughout his lifetime. He had been up and down the East Coast finding uh, just Civil War relics and sometimes pieces of precious metals, whether it be silver, whether it be gold. Uh, again, he talked in he talked in circles, you know, and and it was so hard to really stay with what he was trying to tell you. But um, yeah, I mean, to your point, all up and down the East Coast. All up and down the East Coast, um, you know, probably up as far as say Pennsylvania, all the way down to Florida, and just it was his life's mission. I guess maybe his hobby was just treasure hunting, and he was good at it. He was good at it, and he did tell me. He did tell me. He did tell me that he had laid eyes on this silver mine, and so one of our last conversations, like Don, how come you never, you know, capitalized on this? And then it makes perfect sense. He's like, look, the, uh, you know, the, the, if, if me as one person, a regular Joe finds this, the government's going to take it out from under you is what he says or said. And it's going to take more than just average Joe treasure hunter going and, ha, I found it. Give me that money. It doesn't work that way. You know, according to him, you know, there's a lot of hoops to jump through now. This reminds me, Lance, I, I told you about this. He also had a, a local buddy that uh, lived in our area here that uh, helped him look for it. And they both found it allegedly. And uh, that guy died you know, years before I even spoke with Don. So, you know, there are people in the area that was connected with Don other than myself. Uh, I just found out about that, you know, at the end of my conversations with Don before he passed away. Um, you know, there, there's stuff down in Tennessee that he sent me. I forgot about this. He sent me down to uh, near Elizabethan, Tennessee. I can't remember the exact community. But anyway, I went and talked to one of his other treasure hunting buddies who had, uh, he had passed away, but I got to talk to his wife about uh you know their explorations together and and just it's a lot of fun that's all i can say a lot of fun um if i remember right this guy's wife you know his former treasure hunting buddy's wife was um she she just told story after story about them two out treasure hunting locally and most of it seemed like uh when you get in eastern tennessee it seemed like it revolved around indians and and things like that and just uh, just good stuff just good stuff i wished i wished i had recorded those conversations that i had 12 14 years ago but uh, you know no one had smartphones at that time you couldn't just record easily and so here i was just writing everything down so that's that's my encounter with Don Anderson. That sounds so close to John Anderson every time he says that. All I'm thinking of is Seminole Wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, no, that's I mean, that's well, number one, you sir are a captivating storyteller. Like okay. I I'm I was in it the entire time. But like all the things that you're talking about, the things that Don is talking about with all of this. I mean, for me, that means a lot. If somebody can say, 
oh, well, you know, here's this spot. You know, I've seen it. Here's a little bit of info, but they start naming off landmarks, you know, boom, 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 boom. And, and it's something that you can can go look at and sit and, you know, that's confirmation for you yourself to say, mm-hmm. you know, this dude's been here. He knows what he's talking about. But you hear so many people around here say, oh, well, when I was a kid, uh, you know, my uncle or my my cousin or so-and-so, you know, they said they saw this mine. Or they said they saw this treasure or this one cave where it was at. like there's so many stories. But what I'll say about those, not a lot of them have the evidence that mm-hmm. that Don Anderson is is giving yep. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree. And I'm always, I guess, somewhat skeptical of of any story. And at the time, I felt like I did my due diligence to to, uh, you know, make sure this guy checked out and everything that he would tell me about checked out all the i mean I, i'm a believer i'm i'm a believer i i wished he hadn't passed away who knows where we'd be now had he not but uh, one of our last conversations uh he was talking about possibly coming up of course he he died in i think december and i found out in january uh, one of our final conversations we were talking about uh, him possibly coming up here uh when the weather got good good enough to get outside and but that never happened so i really really wished i would have met him in person but i only got to know him over the telephone but i looked forward yeah. to them phone calls <laughs> you never knew you know you wouldn't get a text message from him of course we're again we're talking 14 years ago you wouldn't got a text me hey i'm gonna call you Are you gonna be available no it was just ring the old landline and hey everybody's done you know that's that's what it was so we'd look forward to those phone calls Oh yeah, I'm sure. The guy sounds like a national treasure himself. Yeah, yeah, yep. I would agree. And that's what the story was. Obviously, the pop dream of billions of dollars in silver. Obviously, is going to make everybody's eyes twinkle a little bit. But the, the conversation that JW and I have had is just like the more you hear and the more evidence that like we, that JW remembers or that Don told him, it's like we looked at each other like it's there. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of like. There's not, and I'm a would consider myself, you know, a bit of a skeptic and a bit of a realist, you know, thinking that of course, oh yeah, there's a, you know, all this silver up there. But like, I, I'm I full wholeheartedly believe it's it's there. It's just a matter of finding it and, and being able to get the resources needed, the permits needed, and all the things you know that have to go with it as far as getting it um, out of the ground or out of the earth. Essentially, but like I'm a hundred percent sold. It is, it's, it's there. We just, it's just a matter of getting to it and, and getting the resources to get it out of there. Yeah. I, I would agree with Lance. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sold as well. Well, luckily for us, me and Ryan work for a guy who is also partially obsessed with this swift silver mine legend. And he has equipment. He has everything that we would need. He deals with uh, with land grants and, and deeds. And, I mean, goodness gracious, he owns his own company. He owns his own campground. He owns, he owns a lot. So, as far as the bureaucracy and the red tape and the – I mean, of course, we're going to have to start – got to talk contracts before we go into this thing. <laughs> But no, I mean, I mean, real talk, like seriously, 
you know, if you go into this and and by some chance, you know, and honestly, I, I'm just going to be totally honest. If we stumbled up on it, this you know unprocessed just silver, I wouldn't know what I was looking at anyway. Like, it's black. <laughs> it's black. I am told that it is black. So to the naked eye, unless you knew what you was looking for, you don't know it is silver. It would just look like coal. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, yeah. Again, that's what huh. I'm told. That's my understanding. Hmm. So that's my next question. How do we identify it if we do find it? <laughs> uh, that's a wonderful question. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we'd have a great inclination of that being silver. Take a knife and stab coal. You go through coal, boys. You ain't going through silver. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That and makes sense. That, how many? How many? Just give me a rough estimate. How many hours have you spent in the general location, you and your brother, uh, trying to uncover this location? Oh, dang. Um, it's only safe during the cold months uh, because of. You know, rattlesnakes and uh, copperheads and things of that nature. Uh, probably off and on, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Hours wise, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Days uh, and days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just days and days. Now he was telling wow. the stories of him up on cliff faces, kind of scaling across and like putting his hand in the hole. Yep. And- this would be a really good place for a yep. to sit yep. all yeah. out snapping the nose. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, it's pretty treacherous. So, and what Lance is describing is, uh, you know, rocks right in your face, uh, ha- having to scale around those rocks. And uh, you're worried about, are you going to fall through a big hole at your feet or put your hand in something <laughs> as, as you're reaching for the next point? Is, is there something they're going to come out and bite you? Uh, it, it's uh, it's interesting, say the least. JW, just kind of briefly go over to we were talking about some of the boulders and things that you have mm. seen. Um, I guess areas behind the boulders that you haven't been able to explore, but kind of seen and kind of wondered what if maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's there's rocks uh, bigger than. I mean, I mean, there's other bigger rocks on Earth, but for for our area, there's massive rocks that you can tell that which has moved in the past 250 years. You know, they may have rolled down the hill or whatnot. A lot of loose rocks, big loose rocks that are kind of just sitting on top of each other, and you know, if, you know, a good little jolt from the Earth or something, they they go tumbling. Um, there's a lot of those. That's the terrain. That's the terrain. Giant boulders, jagged. Uh, you can tell again the rocks had had fallen from above. Uh, I'm wondering if if those rocks hadn't fallen over the the mine entrance. Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at now. I think over the course of the past three to four hundred years, some of those rocks have have uh, enclosed uh, the mine and. And I think without big you know, equipment, uh, it would be difficult to find. I really believe that's one of the reasons no one's ever found it. I truly believe that. I think it's just covered up. But I think there's technology out there now to to be able to to locate that. 
Hmm. And technology that I do not have. As we were talking today, like you could probably at least convince whoever it is you need to convince. Let's do some core sampling that you would probably be able to at least legitimately be able to either knock out some areas that you may think where it's at and, and, and it's definitely not here, but it also could be a situation where you drop a core down there and boom, you know, you pull that core back up and open her up, get the plastic open and look and right there she may be. I mean, I think it's a legitimate possibility as, as well. Would you agree with that? I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Wow, it sounds like sounds like it's booby trapped to me. I feel like that, Indiana Jones. Honestly, as uh, in my first explorations, first times, first two or three times, I was out looking. You know that that crossed my mind. I mean, there was I was carrying a gun. I didn't know what to do. You know, what what if there's other people in this area looking and. Uh, so I, I did. I took a I took a gun with me just in case. You know, could this stuff be booby trapped? And so, yeah, it definitely Indiana Jones vibes. I, I know what you're saying. So, what if I, I know that Lance has showed you the pictures of this the the cliff rock carvings that we've came across? That's mm-hmm. kind of a I'm just now finding out is a really big deal around our area. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I'd never heard about it my entire life. Uh, thanks a lot, community. Let me <laughs> down. What if this cliff rock carving is not a representation or a map or anything of the actual mine? What if it's a map to get around the booby traps around this place? Huh? <laughs> it's plausible. It's plausible. We can't prove you're wrong. Hmm. i mean i'm looking at this thing from a whole like indiana jones dan brown code breaking like this is this is big okay this is a big deal when blind john swift had his boys seal this place up and booby trap it and say you know what if i'm too blind to go back and find this thing and do anything about it i don't have any heirs i ain't leaving it to anybody Nobody's going to find it. I mean, I don't know. It makes so, sense to me. What did you think about that rock, the carvings in that JW? It's the first I'd ever seen it or seen of it. Didn't know it existed. Uh, that's actually how Lance and I got talking about this with Silver Mine. Was he showed me the picture of you guys and what you had had discovered and uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know specifically how it all ties in with where I think it is compared to where I guess you guys originally thought it may be or could be. I don't know. Um, I think it's fascinating. I do think it's fascinating. I don't have any knowledge of it, if that's what you're asking, but uh, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of legend that, that is involved with this Swift Silver Mine. You know, it'll talk about like an upper mine and a lower mine mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, the silver was like transported back and forth between these these upper and lower mines. Um, you know, they they try to tie a lot. And by they, I'm talking one specific guy that uh, 
was courteous enough to put a PowerPoint on the internet of all the, the information and evidence that he had came across, but still a lot of it was a reach. You know, it, it really, it was a, as a giant stretch and trying to tie these different carvings here and there that he's found in different States and surrounding counties and all of these different things. And for me, one of the, the, the mines, I'm believing the lower mine was thought to be in this area and was thought to be, you know, it has been for as long as I've known and um, in a different location than what you believe it to be. But it talks about this upper mine being like around the Red River Gorge area, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, that's over in Kentucky, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably shoot. I don't know, four, like four hours. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. it's on the other side of Wolf County, Kentucky, or maybe in Wolf County, Kentucky. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I mean, and to me, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not for the time period. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could see if they like found a big mine there and found a big mine here, you know, and all that. But to transport back and forth to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's a long Hundreds. distance. Yeah, that's a long distance in 2022. I can't imagine yeah. 350 years ago. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. mentioning the upper and lower, uh, it's according to Don, the, the staircase I told you about, the staircase that probably no longer exists, according to Don, would have been the lower mine, uh, bringing out silver from the upper mine down to that staircase uh, and forming it into coins. That's That's the way it was described to me, or forming it into pieces of silver so i you know again i'm I'm not a historical guy local history but uh just remembering back you, you jogged my memory there of don talking about the upper and lower that was the significance of the staircase the lower part of it led up directly up to the the upper part so hmm. you know what else i just thought about this rock carving this path roadway bridge looking thing that goes down the center of it also kind of looks like a stairway. I said when we saw that thing, boys, that looked like a mine shaft. I mean, as soon as we got up there, I looked at it, I kind of looked around that because you have a little person up at the top, a little person down yep. the bottom. We said it kind of looks yep. like a bridge, and then I kind of looked around and said, boys, that looks like a freaking mine shaft. But it makes no sense for that to be, if we're trying to make that connection, it makes no sense for that rock to be where it's at in lo- in, in in location to where most people think that this mine is at. Like, it makes no sense for us to be there. But according to this PowerPoint and other information, you see that even over where most people think this is at, there's other carvings that are very similar, right? Very similar to what we see, what, what we found. Uh, here in Dickinson County, uh, we're there in Dickinson County, I guess. So I, I mean, it's just, it's just so much like there's so many different outliers that kind of line up if you get to thinking about it. But at the same time, there's some reaching that you have to do to make them line up. But when you think about it, it also makes a lot of sense. And then you incorporate all this information that, Dawn has given it's just like 
Well, this this freaking thing's it, it's here somewhere. I mean, it is it's here somewhere. It is no, no, and I'm one of the most skeptic people on earth. I like to I like to do research before I dive into anything, but I'm thoroughly convinced. Uh, Don thoroughly convinced me that it's there, and someone someday is going to find it. And that's going to be us. I very well could be. Very well could be. I hope so. I've had, my, I've had my fingers crossed since I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, you know, like everything's a possibility. Like all roads that, that we're looking down are possible to, to be some kind of connection or some kind of attachment to this silver mine. And, you know, we're talking about, well, mark this off and this is a reach and that's a reach, but like I was talking a little bit earlier, there's so many, there's one legend, but there are so many variations of that legend. And there's so many variations of the location and exactly what has been found, what hasn't been found. Uh, I've heard everything from a guy's walked into a cave and spent the better part of two days filling five gallon buckets up of silver coins and walking out to no, this is in pure form within the mountain and it's over around the breaks and the natives had a tunnel system from where they would camp and stuff down around the Hayside area and go directly through the mountain to get to the breaks. I've heard, you know, of course, Pine Mountain goes up all the time. You know, people are talking about Pine Mountain, this thing being on Pine Mountain. I mean, there's so many variations. That it's hard to, and that's just that's just talking about like here in southwestern Virginia. People in eastern Kentucky firmly believe it's in eastern Kentucky. Yes. People in southern West Virginia believe this thing is in West Virginia. People in Tennessee, people in North Carolina, this this area of central Appalachia, this legend is huge, and it's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people just like JW have put in a lot of time and effort and research into hunting this treasure. But again, I don't believe any of these people had the resource and the evidence that JW has. I've, I've never met anybody. In fact, I've never met anybody until Lance that was even interested in it now um to to this to this level to this level I, i've you know i've talked to people and the old timers have mentioned it to me and whatnot but as far as actively uh, researching it actively uh, studying it actively trying to connect the dots uh never met anybody until lance and i stumbled on our conversation a month ago so i'm excited i'm excited um, knowing that there's other people out there that uh, is excited as as I am about it. This goes back to boys that we've talked about. It was just crazy coincidence. Like JW and I have spent we probably spend too much time talking to each other during the day. Probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, just about everything. I mean, once he yeah. moved up to where I work at four or five years ago, we just kind of just hit it off. We just kind of think a lot alike, had a lot of the same ideas on things, um, and we just have conversations about just stuff just talk about stuff um we he was again just in catching up and i knew like i said 
JW is a moderately successful streamer in his own right. Um, and I knew that he was that, and I had kind of set on the fact that we were doing this podcast until it had gained a little traction. Just to kind of mention in his ear, get some tips and, you know, advice of things that he had done to kind of help push our show a little bit. And it was just, it just kind of came up. It just, it just happened to be the Sunday or the Monday or Tuesday after we had gone looking for the rock. Just kind of crazy coincidence that it kind mm-hmm. of started talking about it, right? Yep. This is all more, JK, as you always say, just kind of like it's more building that tribe, more people around just trying to talk about fun stuff and, and have great ideas and, and have a great conversation about things. And then once he started, like, you know, how he was talking about him talking to Don and writing these notes down, once JW started, I was like, just writing <laughs> stuff down, writing down notes as much as I could, so I can remember so as much as much of the information as I possibly could. Because I could tell, yeah, known JW several years now. I know that he's not a BS type of guy. Like, you know, we like to tell a good story, but when like when he locks in to tell you something, you can kind of see it in his eyes. He was he's convinced. Yeah. He convinced me real quick that this that there's billions of dollars yep. of uh, yep. in the local area here that somebody's just got to find it. That's it. That's it. And yeah, as Lance said, we just watch the chances. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, he brought this up to me coincidentally, I guess. And then, you know, here we are. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited about it. And this is, this man also spent the summer at the Mammoth Caves. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we went to Mammoth Cave, which I had no idea about. <laughs> we're talking about that to like, talk about the mammoth caves. Yeah. Well, now in, in, in JW's offense, in his defense, defense. <laughs> we're not playing offense, playing defense. In his in his defense, a few years ago, we went and visited the mammoth caves as well. Me and the whole family. You know, we're down there checking the place out, doing this little tour, doing I mean, all this different stuff. And even while I was down there, there was a couple of people that were like. You know, there's been some Bigfoot sightings around here and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I mean, I wasn't I wasn't diving into the stuff then like I am now. And now I think back to that trip, and I'm like, holy crap. If I would have known this and this and that and this, I would have never let Connor and Lisa run around that corner or, or do <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I feel you. I, I just took two uh, standard national park tours there at mammoth cave and we enjoyed it but i had no idea there's more to the story as they say with mammoth cave had no idea that's a whole different episode brother yeah Yeah. that's my goodness how far are they reported to run like well i think 400 and east right yeah i think 440 some miles of it have have been mapped uh, 420 to be exact 420 okay yep. I, and i but it's projected that this thing goes like all up and down the east coast pretty much up into the northeast out toward the midwest i mean this thing is projected to be miles and miles and miles which i heard a stat the other day on a different podcast that i was listening to and the guy said that one percent of the earth's cave systems have been um, discovered, and one wow. percent of that one percent have been mapped. Good lord! Wow. So it's hard to say, boys. It's hard to say what's going on beneath our feet. Yeah, 
But back to uh, the topic at, at, at hand. So, JW, are you on board with us diving headfirst into this thing and turning into full-blown treasure hunters with you at the helm, pointing fingers and, and mapping places and the guy in the chair? That's what I'm going to call you, like on Spider-Man, the guy in the chair. All right. I'll be the guy in the chair. I'll be the guy in the chair. Yes. (laughs) Look, if you're going to be the guy in the chair, we got the billy goat. Ryan will climb up and down those cliff faces. He don't care. He's a a crazy man. Sounds good. Might want to stretch before you head up. That's all I can say. (laughs) No, boys, I'm excited for this. I really am. And, And the cool thing about it is a lot of other people are excited about it as well. And if nothing else, like, you know, we have a lot of crazy conversations on this show. We've talked to a lot of people. We've talked to a lot of different guests and, you know, all these paranormal stories and, and you know, ghosts and cryptids and UFOs and, and all this weird stuff that we talk about. Yeah, that's all super interesting. It really is. But like with this kind of content, what we're talking about here. It's piqued the interest of a whole different populace that are really intrigued and really excited about it and, and want to know, you know, what's going on with it. And for that, I mean, that gets me excited to have people excited about what's going on. So, I mean, that's a, again, Lance, and just building the tribe. That's all we've wanted to do with this thing. We've wanted to, We've wanted to have the conversations and, and to bring people together and, you know, talk about weird stuff and people can say what they want. You know, this, oh, this ain't, I'm, I'm not listening to this episode. It ain't about the paranormal, blah, 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 blah. Look, it don't get a lot weirder than a 300 year old treasure that people have, have spent their entire lives searching for. And we think that we may have a good indication of where this thing is, is, is at least general location where this thing is at. And like people have pieces of silver. Like there's yeah. People like people have these things, not not an abundance of them, but there's physical evidence that people actually have that this thing obviously at some point may be on a smaller scale, maybe on a bigger scale. But at least the scale is there that people have you know have at least hands on at least a little bit of physical evidence this thing did exist. Um, so I, it doesn't get, you know, to me any more weird than sometimes the truth is the weirdest thing out there. Yeah, man. I'm yeah, like Dawn. <laughs> like Lance said, you know, there is evidence, uh, that people have found and, and you guys too, with, with your findings over in Dixon County, you know, it's, there's no doubt that is intertwined with this whole swift silver mine um there's just no doubt about it and not just you guys there's there's countless amounts of other people who have you know found cave drawings or uh silver bits or coins or what whatnot uh i am thoroughly convinced and like you said justin i am with don too yeah team don all the way Yeah. yeah Man, I've never I've never met this guy. I mean, I know you never met him face to face, but 
gosh, I am team Don. I'd love to sit him down right here, right now. Talk. Maybe that's what we need to do for the paranormal side. Maybe we need to have a seance and try to bring old boy back to talk for a little while. Oh, man. I may have to sit that one out. <laughs> I'm out on that one. We'll be right ahead. All right. I'll give him permission to possess me, but only until we find it. Fair enough. Oh, man. Wow. So you boys got any more questions for JW? JW, got any, any more info that you'd like to share about this? That's about all I can offer. Um, you know, sure enough, as soon as I take the headsets off here, I'll think of 12 other conversations I had with the guy. And, uh, but uh, right off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, he can tell me all the things he yeah, remembers. Yeah. Hey, look, we're here. We're yeah. business hours are Monday through Sunday, uh, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. We're, we're available. Gotcha. So any of these conversations pop up, you let us know. Sure thing. Sure thing. But since this is a paranormal podcast, I don't want to go an entire episode without, have you had any experiences, anything? Nothing. No, I haven't except one time, (laughs) one time. Everybody's got a story. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this is, uh, fits in with what you guys are doing, but my good buddy and myself in high school where I was driving him home, uh, one evening, it was about uh, 1045 ish. I think he had to be home at 11. It was pouring the rain and I'm, I'm driving him to his house and right in the middle of a rainstorm, there's this little girl, there's this little girl standing beside the road with a little glow around her. And we both look at, I mean, it's a little girl in the middle of a rainstorm at 1045 in the evening. And we both look at each other like, what in the world was that? We just kept on driving. I don't think we ever mentioned it again. <laughs> Probably afraid to mention it again. But, yeah, I'd say that's yeah. creepy. Spooked me. Definitely spooked me. <laughs> little so. kids are always the creepiest first. People start talking about seeing little kids and I start getting the wheelies right off the bat. Yep. Okay. What do you think about Bigfoot? Well, I have been, uh, I've been all over this country for the most part. And, uh, I spent a lot of time out in Oregon and Washington and, I was looking for Bigfoot, uh, not specifically, not specifically, but while I was there, I had the, had the eyes locked in and looking for Bigfoot. So I, I'm a big fan of Harry and the Hendersons, the movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I won't disregard there is Sasquatch. I will not disregard that. That's what we like to hear too. Yeah. 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 He's kind of our homie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big had a, a Bigfoot story that he told on the podcast. He was staring down a barrel of one there when he was a, a younger man and wished he would have pulled the trigger. Didn't but wished he would have pulled the trigger. Might yeah. have been a rich man. <laughs> well, you're about to be rich anyway, Ryan. You're getting ready to find John Swift's silver treasure, silver right. mine, son. Right there yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, what about I, you? I'm, I'm ready to go like now. Oh yeah, I am too. I'm I'm pumped. I'm stoked for this for this whole thing. All right, JW, what about UFOs? How do you feel about UFOs? Never encountered one. Ne- never encountered one. Never encountered one. So I guess I don't have a strong opinion on it. I do like Star Wars though. 
situation. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. That's hard to beat. <laughs> well, we have a, a we have a, a an opinion, and by we, I mean mostly me, and sometimes Lance mm-hmm. have have a, a strong opinion on this show that Hollywood uh, kind of it, it's a lot of predictive programming and uh, karmic effect that they have to put on. They have to show you what's going on, so that way when it happens. They're like, hey, we, you can't get mad at us. We we try to tell you, right? And it's a lot of uh, a lot of things they put in there that that eventually comes to to fruition. We believe so. Star Wars might be right down the road. I mean, Elon is working on interplanetary travel really hard. Yeah, Elon Elon's got the ball rolling. He he does. He is an alien. Like that's my strong opinion. Is that he is in fact he he leaves for a while and goes back to wherever he goes and. It's new technology and comes back and starts another company and it's billionaire. That's plausible. Under that, that's what I think about Elon. And I, it's just when I was talking about karmic effect. I always go back to and in the I kind of always kind of had this idea, but it, it became more prevalent to me back in 2019 in the fall, during football season. Fox comes out with the masked singer, like and it's all the rage, right? It is. It hits everywhere. Antonio Brown's up there in a suit, whatever. We're trying to figure out all this. It's captivating America. The masked singer. It's on all the commercials. It's on everything. Your wife's talking about the kids at school. We're talking about it. I never, I mean, my wife's watching. She's in love with it. I hear about it. One, I was indifferent, but it was everywhere. Like, and what happened four months later? COVID hit and we're all in masks. Mm. Right? So that was to me, it was just like a whole, like, all right, they, they threw this out there to get us comfortable with the idea that we're going to be in mass for a while. And that's just the way that it is. And that was, that's when I solidified it. Freaking bad. They're, they're in it's some, they, they know something's up. They know something's going on. They put these things out there to kind of get us used to it. Never well, thought about big, it that way. There was a big documentary that came out on Netflix, like two months before the pandemic hit called pandemic. <laughs> I mean, you don't get much more predictive than that. Oh man! But anyway, JW, I, that's I just wanted to ask you those questions. We like to have some fun on here, and that has literally nothing to do with what we're talking about in this episode. But I do appreciate your honest answers, and I appreciate your openness. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, congratulations on the success of your your podcast. Before we let him go, we have to allow him to plug the flying aces. Oh yeah, he's definitely plugging all of his stuff. I, yeah, uh, I do a, a nightly live stream, almost nightly, probably four or five nights a week. Uh, I'm a I'm an iRacer, uh, which is a computer simulation of racing, and got a pretty sizable following. Got a probably seventy five or eighty guys that we race with, and just have a good time with it. And there's real no structure or format uh, we're on youtube and twitch flying aces tv and we have a good time if you like racing it's a pretty good time all right and this just watching like i watch out of the flying aces just because i love jw want to support him much as i can just watching him talk through races was it, it to me not a huge race fan like i'm not um, i watch on sundays because it's on after church you know it's usually nothing else is on especially during the summertime mm-hmm. uh, there's usually no Sunday afternoon baseball on, so you watch a race. Uh, just watching he <laughs> just talk through things and, and see the laser focus in his yeah. eyes. He's yeah. making left-hand turns over and over and over and over again. 
It's good content. It's good content. Yeah. On occasion, we make the right hand turn. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's all forms of racing. We, uh, my brother and I, do it, and uh, I mean, I do it more than he does, but most of the time, he joins me, and we have a good time with it. So. Well, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll have to check yeah. that out. And he'll folk definitely check it out. Go check this guy out. He's been kind enough to come on here and tickle your ears and your imaginations with his captivating storytelling and evidence that he obtained. So the least you could do is go give him a, a, a subscribe. Hit on YouTube for him. Hit the, hit the sub for him. He needs all the subs. Yeah. yeah, we can always hit take the- new subs. Absolutely. <laughs> Hit the sub, as I hear people on Riley's tablet all the time. Smash that like button. <laughs> it, kicks in, it kicks in the algorithm, I'm told, that like <laughs> button. So it's important. It's important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, JW, man, we really, really, really appreciate you coming on here. Um, you know, we appreciate – I mean, we appreciate you really – leading us down this path i mean you know yeah we've had a couple people you know mention some things and and um you know we've talked about chris and melanie virus and how awesome they were to to point out this rock and and have a conversation about it and i guess that kind of jump-started this whole thing with lance showing you and you talking to him and the the swift silver mine popping up but we really appreciate you being as open as you've been with this. Cause I mean, it would be easy to say, well, no, I, I think I know where this thing's at and I'm keeping it to myself. <laughs> so we really, really appreciate you. I guess, choosing us to be able to, to go on this journey with you and man, hopefully we get to know each other a lot better over the course of the next little while. Sure hopefully thing. not too long. Hopefully not too long. I ain't no. trying to have this be like a decade event. <laughs> I got things to do. Yeah, yeah I, I was hoping by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You, you never know. Uh, ag- again, I, I want to thank Lance for, for. Uh, I, I guess it was coincidence that you know he was talking about it and 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 again piqued my interest and and uh, thank you guys for having me on and and hopefully as you said hopefully I, I can lead to something. I, I do hope so. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's a one man job. I really don't. I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to take uh, a lot of resources to uh, to one find it, but two definitely to excavate it and and who knows where it goes. Who knows where it goes? But I think it's going to take more than one person. So that's why we're building the tribe. Amen to that. And those coincidences. We call those synchronicities on the, on this show. We don't. We call them coincidences. <laughs> oh, man. All right, JW. Again, I appreciate you so much, brother. I'm sure we'll be in contact a lot more. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it. Guys, thanks for having me. And again, congratulations on the success of your podcast. Absolutely, sir. Congratulations on uh, your gaming, streaming success. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. You all take care. You too, too, man. See you. Are we going to stop recording right now? Are we going to talk about this for a minute? Talk all you want to. He's, He's good.
Oh my goodness. Well, I told you, I told you, I was not lying when I told you the man is a captivating storyteller. Like when he starts talking, you just listen. Yeah. I mean, isn't ma- the content, yeah, obviously helps as well, right? We're talking about silver mine. But like I can he, like we just talk all the time. And it, like, he talks and like I'm locked into everything that he says because he is so captivating when he talks. Yeah, so I basically I basically just hit mute and sat back. I was just listening to every, I took in everything he said. Yes. In, in every conversation I have with him is like we're talking about politics or sports or anything. Like I just listen to him talk because he's just one of those guys that just has a way with words. Man, he's got me. I'm I'm super stoked for this now. Dude, me too. I'm I'm so excited. We had conversations today about like what step is they if hypothetically speaking, we get boots on ground. We we think we find you no know, evidence of this thing, right? We we think we know where it's at. We had a pretty detailed conversation today, like what would be our steps? Like what would we have to do to get the permits, to get like who we have to contact, who do we know, who could we get you no know, you don't want too many hands in the cookie jar, obviously, but you're gonna have to get some hands in the cookie jar to get the cookies. Um, so we kind of had you know, a conversation about what he, he he has a pretty kind of brainstorm some ideas, kind of balance some stuff off each other about if off chance, let's say this fall, early spring, we get lucky and we, we stumble upon it. Right. And then we got it. We know where it's at. What's our next steps. Um, and I think we've got a pretty good, at least a pretty good start. Um uh, when we are done recording, we'll, we'll kind of have that conversation. That's like a real conversation <laughs> that we need to have. Um, that I think would be there is an I, I, there is a path. It, it's going to be a difficult one, um, and it's going to take some time and some effort. Um, but I think there, I think we have carved out at least a, a starting point of a path to get it, get it that find it, get it dug out. That's the right kind of thinking. That's that's the kind of thinking we need here, Lance. We already need – it's like we found this thing. Now what's our next steps? That's the kind that, of thinking that's that I'm – That's the conversation we had today. Man, that's – I'm man. loving it. I am loving that. And I love we, the because, fact that we have a direct liaison with him in Lance. Well, listen, he, he, he told me, boys, anytime you let me come on, just, just give me a couple of days' notice so I'm not streaming that night. I'm glad. I'll be glad to come on and – he listens. He listens to the show. He, he's become a fan of, of the podcast, obviously, because we've been talking about him. But even beforehand, he was kind of listening a little bit. He's, hey, listen, boys, just give me a couple of days notice so I'll make sure I'm not streaming that night. Tell, the, tell my guys that I'm not streaming that night. I'll be glad to pop on. Yeah, that's so awesome, dude. Right, I'm guys. so I'm Let's so go ready to go ahead. I'm so ready to Indiana Jones this thing. <laughs> and you know, it just happens we do know a Doctor Jones. We do. <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. But I was going to say, why don't we end this and talk about what we need to talk about and also I have to pee. Okay, good idea. We'll end it. Before we do, really quickly, again, I know we gave them a, a big shout-out in the last episode, but again, I want to shout-out our boys at the Hollow Sky Podcast. Yeah, I listened uh, they, to the professionals today. They hooked us up. It was nice. Of they, they hooked it to do that that was awesome they boys kyle steve y'all we really appreciate you boys i mean jumping on there you didn't have to talk about little old us and kick some money in for you just because appreciate that 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we really do appreciate you guys. We love you and uh, keep crushing. Just keep crushing. And we're here. Anything y'all need, we're, we're here. So, Heel Folk, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Uh, we'll keep you updated as much as possible while our treasure hunting adventure continues to unfold. And uh, we hope you keep joining back with us to, to find out what's going on in our weird treasure hunting world or just the weird world in general. <laughs> so, until next time, we'll see y'all later. Thank you.